Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. On the once-in-a-lifetime October 5th, 2014, you will never see this day again. We welcome you from Coolidge, Arizona, to our study uh, of the book of Acts. And now we're doing some preparatory looking, uh, some work uh, to the book of Acts. Last week, we looked at Matthew chapter 16, verses 18 and 19, where Jesus said, I will build my church. That was uh, one of the key missions that Jesus had, uh, was to build the church. And... Um, it's the church, if you look at me from uh, Galatia, Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, <clears throat> now this is talking about another subject matter, so let's not get, you know, let's not get sidetracked. But there's a statement here that we need to plug in to where we are. <clears throat> Ephesians 5.25, but husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up. For her, that he might sanctify her, that is, make it unique, and having cleansed her, that is, the church, by the way, church is always in the feminine gender, by the washing of water with the word, and verse 27, that he might present to himself the church in all of her recognition having no spot, no wrinkles, or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. And then we jump down to verse 20, 29, only to stay on course of our theme. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it, and cherishes it just as Christ also does the church. Now that puts the church in its proper esteem. That sets the precedent as to how you and I must <clears throat> think of the church. We have no options if we don't think in keeping with what has just been read and revealed, then we're out of step. And we would be walking like Dan and Cher. Oh, I didn't see them coming in the front door here. <laughs> How are you folks today? Good. Long walk, eh? 
Well, you're looking good. Oh, that's right. Really? So, uh, Dan and Sharon just arrived on the scene with construction work on I-10. But I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask Ted a question. How, how's your moss coming that you started in your retirement, Ted? How's my what coming? Moss. I just wanted, I'm checking to see if you read the emails that you send out. Oh. <laughs> I'm asking oh. you, how's, how, how's yeah, the moss? I, 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 I haven't sent that one yet, David. What's that? I was, I was, I was going to send you one to show you how bad people that don't understand the Bible can misinterpret the Bible, and I have one that I just went through last night on the Illuminati, and they start out with the Bible says this, and the Illuminati is wanting to build the temple back in Jerusalem on the, on the, uh, where is that temple mount or whatever, where the mosque is. Anyhow, they're going all through that stuff, you know, to form a one world government so that everything, you know, they'll rule from the, from the top, right? Well, and, those, weird stuff, I tell you. <laughs> and I read that. You, I used, I, uh, I read that, um, and, um, you know, from that, uh, that's why we're dealing with the stuff we're dealing with. It answers all of those issues. Yeah. But you sent one that I'm, I'm making a little jest on uh, about when, when you went to get a permit to, to, uh, to build your home and you got turned down, but you went back and submitted it as a permit to build a, mo a mosque and you got accepted. Right, right. <laughs> I, I thought that was pretty. I just was wondering how you were coming along with your mosque. Yeah, well, it's all right, you know, but but I had to sign up with the Illuminati to do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <clears throat> it, it could. It, 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 you give it time and evolution, yeah. It, David, <laughs> not, not to get too far afield, but we're talking about Christ and the church here. And, and he's going to he's going to have the church blameless and spotless. Okay. Yep. That that brings up a subject that I have been considering for some time, and that's oneness. Oneness in a relationship. And and we talk about marriage. You talk about the church. You have to be one in mind, and that's what Christ is talking here. That's what they're talking about here is the church has to be one in mind with Christ. One in mind, one in action, everything. And that's what a marriage should be, too. But I don't know of anyone today that knows anything about oneness in a marriage. So both people are living for themselves. You got it right. I don't know how I can add to that. There's far more to it than that, of course, but I mean, that's, you know, and it's a shame because they miss so much. It's, it's like when you belong to the church, you're, you're, you feel like you're full, like you're complete. And when you live with oneness in your relationships, 
you're complete, you're happy, you're content. But without that, there's always contention. And that ought to stop somebody from thinking. I missed that last statement. What was your last statement, Ted? I said, I said, without that oneness, you're you're never content. Okay. You're never happy. Well, and, of course, that is the picture that he's presenting of the church, and that's what the book of Acts is uh, bringing us to, uh, is bringing to our mind so that when we, when we see how God addresses the origin of his church or the kingdom, we realize that this, what takes place on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 was in several thousand years in preparation. So there were very deep roots. There was a history. And, there, and, and then how it begins in Acts chapter 2 uh, with eyewitnesses, people there to actually see it with their eyes and with their ears. There is no religion, including Hinduism or, or uh, Buddhism, um, Muslim, the Islamic religion. There is no religion that has an origin like the origin of the church with a, preceded with a 4,000-year history that this is what we're coming to. I tell you, it ought to give the church and the pe- uh, the church and the I mean the people in the pew of the church uh, um, a tingling in the spine. Right, different flavors. David, David, I'm looking at the last sentence of number 28 here on the uh, what is that? The New International Version. And it says, he who loves his wife loves himself. Unfortunately, we have turned that around. You love yourself first, and then maybe you love your wife. And the wife's the same way. Of course, it doesn't say for the wife to love her husband. It says to obey your husband. Huh? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so, but what, what point are you making there, Ted? Uh, I'm talking about you got it backwards when 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 Christ says he who or when the Bible says he who loves his wife loves himself. They've got today we have it backwards. You love yourself first, and then maybe you get around to loving your wife. Yeah, of course. Now you've opened up a, a, a can of worms you don't want to go into this morning. And <laughs> I don't want to go there. We have <laughs> uh, the the. the <laughs> Yeah, she's there. Yeah, we we have um, uh, then we have to have a discourse on um, the agape. What's that? Probably so, because it yeah, it really wasn't in where I was wanting to go. But yeah, we we have to look at what those words mean. And uh, so that's another that's another thing we'll maybe we'll evolve out of this study. So I will build my church. I, I got a question. Five. Oh, David. What's that, what's that again? 
I, I got another question here. I, I need to go back to verse 26 because that one's confusing me just a bit, and I don't know if it's pertinent here. <clears throat> he, he's uh, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. Are, are we kind of talking about the prelude to baptism here, or is that? <clears throat> well, now you're forcing me to go into an exegesis of this verse, and that will take the next four Sundays. Okay. That isn't, well, uh, wasn't my plan of action, but we can do that. Let's go to the Greek, and I'll show you something here. Okay. If, if it doesn't take a long time, I, I don't know if it's... Because that's not... I, I'm not... I don't quite get that verse. You remember I set the stage when I said we're looking at these verses from the standpoint as to how Jesus looked at the church. So that was my premise, and now you're forcing me away from that, but that's okay, and we can deal with that. So we, we have the word, he might sanctify, and look at the word there is hagios. How else is that word translated? Holy. Holy. Set apart. Uh, that, that he might make it holy or sancti sanctify. In this case, it's a, I think it's a, a verb, and... Um, <clears throat> Uh, <clears throat> it, and it, it's in the subjective, meaning that it's subjective to something. It's, it's just not an autonomous act, but it has to meet certain conditions. So that it, um, uh, that he might sanctify, he might make it special. Sanctify means to be a participant in God's nature. Hagios means to become a participant in the very nature and character of God. So when you see that word sanctify or that word holy, it's not, a, not an abstract word. It means that, that we are sharing in something that God has, and here he is saying that the church is to share in that. Now let's, let's pause there. Don't get ahead of me now. Go to Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses uh, 22 and 23. Ephesians chapter 1, 22 and 23. <clears throat> Just go, uh, Mike, we've got to take this one step at a time. Everything is rested in the details, right? I think it's Ephesians 1, 21. Now notice in verse 22 <clears throat> of Ephesians chapter 1, he put a few things in subjection under his feet. All things. <laughs> well, we, we've got, there you got, we've got some of you paying attention. Some of you are sound asleep. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with sleeping. <clears throat> and, and he gave him, and gave him Christ over, again, some things to the church. He has, he has made it so that we can tell Christ how the church ought to look, how what it ought to be like, right? Uh, well, uh, <clears throat> now, we've got to overlay this to what he says in Ephesians chapter 5. You know, then people forget that. They don't, they don't keep all of the context in mind as they read a verse. Got to keep it all. It all overlays, and it all is uh, supportive. So he gave him as head over all things to the church. The church is always looking to be submissive to Christ, always desiring to put him in the preeminent 
position. It is his body. See verse 23? The church is his body. So don't, don't, don't malign the church because it is the representation of Christ on earth. The church is that. Why is it that? Because of what we just read in the passage that Mike brought out to us. He, because to make it holy or sanctify, you see, that he might sanctify her. Now go back to our text that we're in Ephesians 1. Whoops. We'll get it. Here we go. Which is his body. How, how is it that it is sanctified? It is the very fullness of him who fills all in all. What is the deity of God is not Christ. The deity of God is what? The church. It always refers to the church. The one time that it's used in in Colossians chapter 1, the only time that it's used, is referring to the church, those who are in him. So here it is the fullness of him who fills all in all. That's where the deity is, is in the Christ, is in the church. The church is his body. And that is how and why it must be holy, sanctified, that it must be fully in subjection to the head, which is Christ. He must have preeminence in everything, and that's all involved in that uh, word there, sanctified or to be made holy. Now we go back in the next word there. Is that more than you're asking for? No, my, my question is, is the Washing of water through the word. But, Mike, we got to get there first. Oh, okay. Sorry. You've got to take it in context. You you can't look at it arbitrarily. So back to Ephesians 5 again. So if you miss the point there, you won't won't get the point uh, in the Greek here either of the washing of water. So now let's take a look at that. He's going to sanctify her. Now we know why. We know what the background is from chapter 1. He has already, in writing this to the Ephesian church, he has already explained that to them in chapter 1. Now he's giving them what that means to them. Now let's look at in the Greek here the word having. That he, that he might uh, sanctify and cleanse. <clears throat> well, now, what's missing in the Greek that you have in your English? Having. All right. <clears throat> so look at the parsing of the word um, hagios, hagiose in this case. <clears throat> And notice it's in the arrowist. What does arrowist mean? And and first of all, when it's in the arrowist tense, then you have to look at what mood it is. And this is in the subjunctive mood. 
Therefore, the tense only has kind of action without time of action. See? To, for Eros to have both kind and time of action, it would have to be in the indicative mood. Now, you all know your Greek to that point, right? <clears throat> okay. So this is in the Eros, which means it was, it was an act. Uh, <clears throat> it was a punctiliar kind of act, not a lineal, uh, and it doesn't make any difference when because it's in the subjunctive mood. So it's going to be an act uh, that is, that is, that is um, um, simply that, a, a point of action. <clears throat> not, a, not, a, not described as something that we would do by habit daily, uh, uh, but as application applies. It would be that the church was sanctified yeah, the church is sanctified, and now we have to be sanctified to be a part of it. And that's, uh, you know, Corinthians talks about uh, that, and that's another issue. But So he might sanctify and cleanse. So now <clears throat> let's look at the word cleanse <clears throat> and look at the parsing <clears throat> and what uh, it's in the arrowist too. So it's going to be, it's going to be a an act one time we don't know whether it was in the future or whether it was in the past or whether it's in the present normally the eros is in the past tense because it's in the indicative mood but this uh, uh, in this case uh, in the word sanctify it's in the um, subject subjunctive mood and in this case it's not a verb it's really an adjective He's talking about a, a, a participle. Do you see this, guys? Are you with me? Yeah. A participle is a verb that has been made into an <coughs> adjective. <clears throat> so he's describing that because of what happened in the sanctifying aspect, the church was made clean. Right. You with me so far? <coughs> right. Okay. Because it's in the participle, it's a participle, that's, that's by the word, the alpha sigma at the end of the word tells us it's participial, which means that it's a verb that has been converted to an adjective and is describing another verb or another noun. In this case, it's describing the result of what happened when he sanctified them. It was cleansed. You with me so far? Right. Okay, we got to do it one step at a time. So now, he's talking about the church. He's not talking about individual access to the church at this point. He is talking about the church. And it was cleansed when he sanctified her. And now back to the other, to the Greek there. Uh, now, there's no with the washing of water. What is it? It's just the. So it's just going on. The, the washing 
out of the and, and it's it's a it's a uh, possessive here. It's in the genitive case. So the first one is dative. So it's not with the washing of water. The water didn't have anything to do with it. See, see the first one is dative. That's the indirect object. How? That's the genitive case, right? Alex is checking me on all of this stuff. He is waiting for me to slip up. And uh, that's all. <clears throat> the simplicity of it, really. That's right. Nolan is saying it's another indication of whether some of the translators are leading your thinking away from really the simplicity of the text. And uh, so it is the washing, uh, the washing uh, of the water that is found where? The N is a preposition and it is the, it also the dative, it's the indirect object of that whole phrase. Where? See? Yeah, and, and just it's just in word. Now that's what John says. Uh, let me give you this in another text. In John, if I can find it real quick, uh, <clears throat> some of you, somebody might have to help me here. Um, not sure which. Um, if I get my glasses off so I can read. Um, Um, just, just give me a moment here. I'll get it. Um, uh, what was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> um, what, what I'm looking for. What are you looking for? Oh, I, I, you know, I kind of lost my brain here. Um, about the word? You are washed by the word, washed by the word. Uh, let, well, let's look at chapter 15 and verse 1. <clears throat> I mean, verse 3. Th this isn't the one I'm looking for, but just see so that we can come, come moving. I mean, keep moving. Um, <clears throat> in John chapter 15 and verse 3, you are already clean. Now, of whom is he speaking? Careful, I guess. Just sure. a wild guess. Disciples or disciples? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm trying to find your antecedent here, but he's talking to Philip, uh, to the disciples all through about, throughout verse 14. I can't find the immediate antecedent, but uh, he's talking about them, to them. You are already clean, and how, how were they made clean? Because of the word which I have spoken. So how were they? 
how were what when they were sanctified um I sanctified you by my word in John um I think um what what is it 14 15 17 17 he says sanctify them in your truth in the truth your word is truth so here you have truth and the word all together with the word sanctify cleanse clean wash all wrapped up in here because that's the power and the authority of the word and I, 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 the sanctity that comes out of the truth, one cannot be uh, in harmony with the truth, which is the revelation of the character and the will of God apart from truth. And he sanctified himself in verse 19, that they themselves also may be sanctified in truth. And then the church in general in Ephesians chapter 5, Sanctify them in truth in verse 17, that your word is truth. All of those come together. He's not talking here about uh, uh, the, the church going through the baptismal thing. That's not appropriate for the church. That's talking, that's, that would be in a context that dealt with individual responsibility. But this is dealing here with uh, the corporate responsibility of the corporation as a whole. The church is a corporation in the sense that uh, it has a head and it has a law and it has a territory. And that's what defines a kingdom and as well as the church. So I think, Paul, uh, Mike, now it's time for you to re-ask your question so that we can fine-tune our background. So my, my, my problem was just that word water in the text. Where was our text here? Just, uh, Ephesians 5:25. Yeah. And all the way. Yeah. The cleanser uh, with water. I the word water there doesn't make sense to me. It, well, but we just got through reading. Jesus word. uses the word water, uh, I, and I can't find you the reference, but all the words around that. And notice where the the water is located. Where? In the word. You see, your English says with the word. There is no with there. You see that? Washing. Your version. By by the washing of water that is found where? In the word. It's the word that has the cleansing. Water cleanses. It's the word that cleanses. It's the word that sanctifies. It's the word that washes. By word. You know, David, in, in John 9, Christ heals a blind man, but he doesn't gain his sight until he washes in the pool. Oh, good illustration. Of course, that was still, still true water. But here he's talking about the water agency that is found positioned where? Word. In word. In word. That, <clears throat> that's the water he's talking about here. <clears throat> we always have to define the term by its immediate context. Anybody have a problem with that? No. Mike, Mike, do you need to go further on that? Well, I, uh, <clears throat> it's just 
flying over my so so it's it's the rur that is the cleansing agent and he's using water as a synonym or something because water has physical water has nothing to do with it right but, uh, but they use water as an as a, an agent to explain because you're cleansing you need something to cleanse and then they're using the word water actually it's the word if people just said you're you're cleansing the word they wouldn't under how can I cleanse in the word you know I've got to wash myself okay. so, it, it just it, it's a it's a confusing to me it's a confusing <clears throat> passage because it, it, it I think I think maybe it boils down to the spiritual part of the of the of the word. Uh, yeah, I'm th I'm thinking of physical water, and and I'm yeah. and, and there is no physical water here. It's no, it's spiritual, spiritual of the word. The word yeah, is. I, I wouldn't use the word spiritual because everything that's re revealed no, is spiritual. <clears throat> physical water is spiritual, and it's just as spiritual as. Uh, uh, water, when it's used as a symbol, uh, is still spiritual. If it's a revealed issue, it's uh, it's a spiritual issue. It's spiritual because it comes from its 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 source is spiritual. <clears throat> that is, it comes from revelation. But it's easy here to say that he's talking about the water that is where word in word in word <clears throat> the water here the word then here is saying that it is the container of water. Right. And it's the word that will be washing and cleansing. <clears throat> but where is it located? Not apart from the word, but in word. <clears throat> so, very, very, very good uh, pursuit there. Very good. Any other questions about, on that? David, what other description of <clears throat> washing could you possibly give that would be as easily understood as using water. I mean, they go hand, at least in our language, they go hand in hand, and I imagine that they did then. Well, that's a good... Not what? You're not actually getting something wet with the word. That doesn't mean you're not washing your... No. Your soul. The word works as water in the cleansing and putting us apart which is sanctifying, it has to be the water, and the water, I mean the word, and the word has to have something that can be applied. That's the water aspect of the word. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Dan? That's right. Yeah. Probably thinking a lot of that. Yeah. But that isn't what we're instructed to do. Christ was immersed, you know, when John, but it was real water. Oh, that was real, and that was a spiritual event, because it was real. But, you see, he's not talking here about what happens to individuals, he's talking about the church. He's talking about the church. It has to be something that fits with the church. <clears throat> and uh, that the church in verse uh, 27 the church in all her recognition, the word glory means all of her recognition, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing. Now, that's a rare thing. But you see, that ought to be what we are all working toward. 
That ought to be our goal. The harmony isn't that we all have got to the same place at the same time. The harmony is that we're all traveling on the same road toward the same objective. You see that? Mm -hmm. That's a big difference. I want you to agree with me. I want you to agree with me when I decide what it is I agree on. I want you to have... I want you to keep up with me and be there too. Folks, you can never have harmony that way. You can only have harmony when you're walking the same direction, wanting to have an agreement, <clears throat> and everybody is coming to an agreement as they can on their own, but based on the same premise of the Word. The Word is always in the process of flushing out of our minds things that are in error. That's the water aspect of the word. I I, I was thinking in terms of, is this something leading to the future, the water, you know, water baptism, (laughs) but but it's talking about the church, it's talking about me, so that wasn't making sense. So, yeah, the the water is is a symbolic thing in the word. In the word. Yeah. And and so, so... to, to clarify how the word does cleanse the church, you know, as long as we're, as long as like we are here right now studying the word, we're being washed. With we're being washed. The, the the church is being washed. You not you would need. upgrade your soap level. <laughs> Don't get cute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you tell me to clean up my language. And I go home and scrub myself, you know, in the shower. What have I really done? Um, you probably uh, induced some mold on your tire grout. I mean, I've taken care of one potential problem, but yeah. not the one that you were asking no. about. It has to be cleansed from within. Good, 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 good analogy. Oh, I like this. Well, now, we haven't even begun on today's lesson that our time is gone. <laughs> We're just trying to make it easy on you. But, but, oh. we, but we did have a lesson. We did learn something. Yeah. Uh, I think water, uh, <clears throat> I didn't hear some of your comments because we got everybody excited down here, too. Even the dogs are yipping. Um, <clears throat> I mean, they, <laughs> um, this, this is a one-time event. <clears throat> And, um, you see, a, a one-time event uh, is for the church. You didn't have to do it over and over. And now, and now we're to move into, we are, in, we are to be moving into that church and keeping it in its original state. That's why we call ourselves as a part of the restoration movement. I don't really like that term. But, you know, what it, what it means, I think, but at least I'm going to tell you what I, how I would like for it to mean, whether it's true or not, is that we ought, we ought to be bringing the church back to the premise that was laid out and established in the first century, which we're going to be looking at in the book of Acts. Folks, that's, this is preparatory for the book of Acts. You guys have kept right on target today. Uh, <clears throat> the, the, and uh, that, that was a great uh, 
thing to pursue, Mike. Uh, it just yeah. took a little more time than I had anticipated, and what that means is <clears throat> I won't have anything to do until 4 o'clock today in getting ready for next Sunday. <laughs> uh, I'm still concerned about how Ted's mosque is coming along. previous lessons talking about things regarding this is how many times are we going to crucify Christ you know when when people you know you know continually come to the same cro- crossroads thinking that the event is for them personally yeah. so how many times does, a, does the poor guy got to get nailed up there yeah. well just be the Catholic <laughs> you keep him on there yeah yeah, well, yeah. Another point. Yeah, some of them uh, are changing that view, but, oh, <clears throat> I'm seeing, uh, folks, our time is gone. I can't believe it, but it really has. Uh, I, I'm seeing quite an emergence of um, books that are being written, none of which I would agree with entirely, but but I see an emergence of ideas that are coming forth from um, different different uh, arenas that have are really beginning to get some things together, <clears throat> and I'm really excited about that. And a lot of it has to do with some of the things that we don't like going on in the world secularly, but those very things are forcing people to rethink some of their thinking and to rethink some of their positioning. And now there are some books that are emerging, folks that are just um, right right on base on the theme that they've chosen to address. Now, they haven't uh, chosen to address everything, but let's just take it one thing at a time and be thankful for uh, some of that. uh, I was just amazed uh, this last week at some of the things I ran across that are uh, coming out that are recent prints, <clears throat> don't really have any of them, but uh, most of my stuff is in the 1800s. Um, <clears throat> I'm almost back there. David? Yeah, yeah, some of the newer stuff is almost back to where, yeah. Yes, one more question. I sent you an article by Wendy McElroy. Yes? I'm, I'm sure you probably read it, and I highlighted, I mean, I highlighted some big stuff in there, and and it coincides with Mayberry, but she put it probably more succinct, and I think that's a good article for everybody to read. It's secular, of course, but, you know, uh, it boils down to the philosophy of what is approaching us now. Yeah. I mean, in conflict with, with this that has taken over the world. Well, um, you know, uh, and I realize it's secular, Ted, but anything that will make anybody think, whether we agree with everything or not, it's just like Dr. Ford's material. I don't agree with him on some of the later works that he put out, but it makes people think initially about things that they that can open doors of opportunity, we got to find ways of getting people to think. That's all. 
And uh, be- because if they're not thinking, there's nowhere we can go. So, folks, we've got to close. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for uh, <clears throat> this uh, joyful and uh, exciting time together today in your word for the discussion, for the interest, and may we take it to heart, reflect on it, ponder it, and, and, and arrive at the decisions that are in agreement with how you would want us to think. We pray for a fruitful week in each one of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey. Yeah. David, got another suggestion here. I, From what I see about how this is going, I would highly suggest that we, uh, each of us, uh, think about our friends that have some kind of interest in the church or not, you know, but the, we should be inviting people to the study uh, because this this is like the beginning of of, uh, of where they need to start. Oh, you know, if uh, that's um, that's a very valid point. Very valid point. This is. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.